Welcome to the Peaked Too Early podcast with very special news. We can now confirm that we will have a season two of the Peaked Too Early podcast with Newcastle United securing their place in the Premier League. Yay. Oscar, you know I'm happy. Oscar, yes. how are you? I'm, I'm, um, I'm doing well, thank you. Wrapping up school. I'm happy for Newcastle. West Ham season is slowly petering out. Maybe we'll get Europa League. That'll be a great achievement. And um, yeah, onwards, I guess. Yeah, uh, let's hop straight into it. Um, as happy as I am that Newcastle secured safety, it is with a heavy head that I uh, I concede my victory at the t- mm. or concede my lead at the top of the table. Yeah. Um, it was honestly a horrendous effort by me um, in our prediction competition. Uh, I only got three, which I think is my second lowest point total ever. Oh, wow. Um, Oscar got six, uh, yes. which isn't great, but no, he it's not. It's not perfectly predicted two of them: the two-nil oh. Burnley Fulham match and the <laughs> one or three-one Manchester United Villa match. Uh, so Oscar got plus three for the week. I had a one point lead. Oscar is now two points in the lead at the top of the table. Nice. Oscar, you get three words for a victory speech. Oh, um, more to come. Ah, excellent. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Okay. (laughs) So where do you want to take it now? Do you yeah, um talk about matches or do you have some questions? Oh, you know, I was going to stick these questions on the end of fixture yep. recaps. So I, I'm I'm down to just start start talking um about matches. And I guess Newcastle Leicester, is that the first chronologically? This is exciting. Yes, it is. Yeah, I know. What a match to start off. Um if like the first match of the match day were indicative of how the entire match day would go, man, this would have yeah. been probably the best, been the best match day we've had this season. Yeah. Um, so it is, of course, Newcastle 4, Leicester City 2, like mm. everyone predicted. Um, <laughs> it was 75 minutes of utter dominance by Newcastle. Yeah, astonishing. Um, I normally preface good Newcastle victories with, but the opponent was terrible. Um, And yes, Leicester were very bad. But going 4-0 up against a bad side is what you should do when you're playing well. So, all that aside, um, Newcastle thoroughly deserved victory. Um, It... However, could have been much closer um, if you take away uh, the Sayunchu um, awful, awful, awful decision um, and the Castagna accidental bad decision. This yeah. match ends 2 2. Um, so uh, Willick opened up the scoring, um, stealing it off Sayunchu, um, and this came after maybe five clear-cut chances by Newcastle. Um, I was a little worried that it was going to be one of those days where we actually are creating chances, but, you know, nothing's going in. Um, You texted me, uh, you know, right after he scored, saying 
about how awful my Willick take was. Um, also, <laughs> note he his name's not pronounced Willick. Is it? It's oh. it's Willock. Willock. Hmm. Um, with like a aw in Willock. the O, which was is very awkward to say. That is odd. Yeah. I'll try to keep Willock oh, over Willick. I had I hadn't um, heard that before. Everyone says Willock, don't they? That's why. Yeah. Yeah. He. Yeah. The reason Willock. I figured this out is because he was, of course, interviewed. He gets interviewed every week um, mm. <laughs> because he's an Arsenal player. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and he's like Willock. in tremendous form mm. right now. Yeah. Uh, but he like very clearly says his name Willock. Interesting. Willock. Good to know. Good to know. Um, yeah, um, he scored for the fourth straight match, um, which, you know, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. great. Uh, he actually started this match and was very good. However, he did get injured and potentially oh. will miss the rest of the season. So, Just uh, like uh, Callum Wilson, no? Correct. Pulled hamstring yeah. out for the rest of the season. Uh, pittering to the end. It's, we're lucky we're not in a relegation scrap anymore. Uh, also scoring in the first half was Paul Dummett, who has gone. Yeah, it was an unbelievable it, number of matches without scoring, um, like 180 appearances between goals scored. Wow. Um, Wesley Fofana, despite his great form, got absolutely yes. demolished got on the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Paul Dummett just like crushed the kid. Yeah. Um, then, uh. You know, it was kind of just Newcastle wave after wave. Um, in the second half, Castagna tried to play it back to Schmeichel, uh, but he was under a lot of pressure from Wilson, so he wasn't able to get a lot of power on it. Mm. Essentially, it's a through ball to Wilson. Um, he rounds Schmeichel and slots it away. After he scored this goal, you can hear Matt Ritchie screaming. Uh, he loves playing away because <laughs> Callum Wilson famously only scores goals on the road um, which is excellent um matt ritchie has been in phenomenal form what a guy yeah wow um, what a turnaround. then yeah on the 75th minute um there was an assist of the season from miguel almiron mm-hmm. um it's one of those things i'm not super bitter about it some people are it's one of those things where like you know bruno fernandez does this it's yeah, all yeah, over the yeah. all over the highlight reel that but whatever more, like more i know yeah, we're Newcastle. Yeah. We're not going right, to... It's not right. the same. Yeah. Um, Wilson uh, would hit the post and then tuck in his uh, rebound. Hilariously, he was furious at himself for missing mm-hmm. the first chance. Um, he was like, just absolutely pissed about it. Uh, another one, Soyuncu is standing there. Uh, he could have cleared the ball and prevented the rebound from going to Wilson, but he was just standing there. Yeah. So... Blah, blah, blah. That is the first time Newcastle have scored four goals since 2015. The, the famous 6-2 versus Norwich, um, where Jeannie Wijnaldum scored four goals. Oh, yes, that the, famous game. Mm. Yeah. Yep. What a game that was. Um, then you could really see the game shift. Um, definitely the uh, not being used to being 4-0 up really took into effect um they would concede two goals almost conceded a third but once again there's a save of the season by martin dubrovka um Uh. he from three yards out he's 
the ball gets past his body and he reaches behind him and scoops it out and I keep watching that save and I still can't get over how good that save is in slow motion. Mm. Um, I don't even know if he knows what he's doing. I just, I cannot comprehend how good of a save that is. Yeah, yeah. We actually saw it. Sorry, go. Yeah, and Newcastle right at 4-2 winners. Oscar. Um, No, I was just going to say, I I noticed that there was a lot of really good goalkeeping displays this weekend. Um, And yeah, Martin Dubravka is great. So, um, no, yeah, I I was I was happy to see the scoreline. Um, I was interested to listen to some of the uh, fallout. That's not really the right. Some of the analysis afterwards, the inevitable sort of like, oh, Steve Bruce can do it. Slash, should we really be criticizing Steve Bruce as much as we should? Kind of stuff that I know uh, frustrates the hell out of you and is even annoying to me. You know, as like a a fan of a club in sort of similar to Newcastle in you know in had our fair share of like just crap management or just poorly run clubs that people sort of like dismiss and then when we go on good runs they'll be like oh everything's fine the fans are just crazy um but i was yeah i I guess i was also reflecting on just leicester again like you know got thumped by west ham this season got thumped by Newcastle as well. And I know they just beat United today, uh, a very sort of weak United side, 2-1 today. But I think I texted you saying that if they couldn't beat that United side, they wouldn't make the top four. And obviously this was a dreadful result for them, this Newcastle um, match. I was sort of thinking, you know, I think if if they do drop out the top four, Leicester, I think Brendan Rodgers maybe, maybe deserves some criticism for it. Um, I don't know if that's harsh. I don't know what you think about that. I just, this this thought just occurred to me right now. Just, you know, thinking back to what was it, 2013, when, frankly, they bottled the title race, right? Um, and sort of, and they did it last season as well. And I know in, in our mid-season predictions, I said, I think Leicester will drop out the top four. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Leicester are a funny team sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I know immediately the fallout after this match um, for Leicester fans. Uh, some of them were, you know, like, oh, this is just a, a blip. Right. Like, this is things that happen if you're not, you know, a financial juggernaut. Um, like, you can't sustain this huge level of form and finish in the top four in the Premier League if you're not one of these super money back sides. It's interesting. Uh, but there was a decent share of deluded Leicester City fans. Uh, mm. talking about the you know calling for rogers to be sacked that's crazy um, which you know honestly the, the their main thing was like if we could lose this badly to a team as bad as newcastle uh like there's something going on which oh. is fair we're we're pretty uh, shit but yeah that's that's insane though uh strange you don't that. sack brendan rogers over this man no god close no. with He's good literally managers in the don't league. know how good they oh have. my god yeah they yeah. don't they don't no lesser fans really i hope they don't start to adopt the the mannerisms and morals of traditional top six fans who are the worst you know it's like just remain humble and everyone would like you still um yeah I yeah that's, yeah, I, yeah cool not a, great result not a ton of talking points um, no I mean it was just well they, that's similar for for when we beat them so comfortably it's just emphatic and I, I yeah I just sort of kind of don't really know why um, cool yeah. all right I, um, so yeah 
I have one thing to say. So, like, okay. you know, I'm an American Newcastle fan. I'm very disconnected from the heart of Newcastle. There's a lot of things I don't get experience due to, you know, mm. distance and everything. Um, uh, but the one thing I do love to do is there are matches every season that I will go back and rewatch over and over uh-huh. and over and over again. Um, mm. Such as uh, Martin Dubravka's debut against Manchester United. Um, you know, uh, Sean Longstaff's debut against Man City. Yeah, um, right. Th- the matches that I can just watch over and over. The Arsenal 4-4, although I normally skip to the 87th minute. Um, just these matches that I watch over and over again. And I think this is going to be one of those that, you know, I never get sick of watching. Right. Yeah. No, I. that makes a ton of sense. It's gratifying to watch your team play slick football and just destroy uh, the opposition in every aspect, especially when you're a Newcastle fan in 2021. Um, awesome. Where to next? Uh, let's talk about another really good match. Mm. Um, Leeds in Spurs? my opinion, Leeds yeah. three, Spurs won. Awesome what a great game. game. Sure. Um, yeah, I, it was a fantastic game. Uh, both sides had loads of chances. Both goalies making great saves, like I alluded to. Um, earlier I thought Spurs were more in the game than the scoreline ultimately suggested it was it was 3-1 to Leeds um, goals wise uh, Stuart Dallas uh, put in a parried shot um, to to put Leeds 1-0 up after they started really strongly I thought um, just sort of typical Leeds just faster stronger um, more intricate than than the opposition Um uh, Sergi Regulon actually almost put it past Larice. Sort of, I thought, kind of, somewhat inexplicably, just one of those like strange defender moments. Um, and Larice had to was forced to make a a quick save, but um, Dallas was there to uh, to just smash it home. And then um, there was this. Speaking of great great assists, I mean, it obviously wasn't as good as Miguel Almiron's, but to, to equalize Deli Ali, who was in the starting lineup, put in this great pass to Son Heung-min about the 25th minute, um, who's, who's slotted it in as he does emphatically. Um, and then there was a excruciating for Tottenham fans offside call on Harry Kane. Um, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe debatable, maybe one of those things that might, might go away um, when, when, uh, when they revisit the offside rules. But um, that was ruled out and then Leeds went up the other end and and just played a just put in a really nice team effort. Uh, Bamford put it in. Um, just a, I think it was just a tap in to to go two one up, and then they sort of just turned up the pressure. I thought Leeds. I mean, Meslier at the back had a, had a good game. Uh, he made a, a few smart saves, um, including one in, like incredible reaction save from a um, a Sergiori cross that went off a defender and like bombed like toward the goal, and he had to sort of like switch his feet and put it over the bar. It was a great save. Um, and then Leeds uh, had a had a string of great passing play and um, just sort of picked Spurs apart, put it in for, for 3-1, which was, I think, didn't we have quite a, a lot of time, VAR sort of deliberating, um, but ultimately it wasn't overruled. And, and yeah, I, just a really enjoyable game all, all around. Um, yeah, did you watch this one? Do you, what do you have to say on this? I don't have a ton to say. Um, mm. I just thought it was really nice. I thought all the yeah. goals were high quality, um, yeah. except for the first one from Stuart Dallas. 
Um, yeah. And that's, you know, I don't... Sure. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, I, I know um, you've got some questions. Yeah, I have a few questions. I would say before, yeah, just, just I thought I'd take it in a um, little bit of a di- different direction because obviously stuff is all just getting wrapped up and these games are much lower stakes now. Um, Spurs are definitely sort of out of the Champions League race at this point. Before I ask you those questions, I just wanted to touch on Ryan Mason. I think it's interesting because there was this point maybe a week ago, right, where you were like, uh, I mean, Ryan Mason is obviously only 29, but will Tottenham just like kind of weirdly give him the job? Like, is this where they're going? Sort of thing. You know, you had Hugo Lloris coming out and saying, look, this guy's like ready. Like, we really think he's great. Um, And I think, you know, a result like this sort of reminds people that he is, I mean, his assistant is technically more qualified to manage a team than he is, which is not his fault, obviously. Um, And it's sort of, you know, it's nice to play all these attacking players like, Delhi and Kane and Son and Bale up top together, but it doesn't always work, um, which is is great for me because I hate Spurs. But let me ask you a few questions that I put in our little shared document. Um, I, I I wanted your I think I think Spurs like a lot of big quote unquote big clubs this this summer will probably be looking to do a bit of an overhaul if they can. Certainly, they'll have players that will want to leave. So I, I have a list of players here that I that I want you to to tell me whether if you were Daniel Levy you would look to sell or keep all right so mm-hmm. we'll we'll start off with with Deli Ali that I think that's the probably the biggest one what would you do with Deli Ali if you were Daniel Levy before Mourinho left if they had committed to Mourinho mm-hmm. um I it's an obvious sell um, yeah right yeah but Post Mourinho, I think the answer flips. I think the new manager, you have such a known commodity there that mm-hmm. it would be sort of idiotic to move Deli on. Um, yeah, when you could, he could be a really good centerpiece to build a side around. So unless the new manager coming in knows they do not want Deli Ali in their side. Um, for whatever reason, then I think, you know, so you if I was a signed yeah. manager, I would keep Deli Alley. I, um, yeah, no, I think, I think it would probably be more down to whether he like pushes for a move or not. Also, I just want to say about Deli Alley that the haircut, I'm loving the haircut. It's sort of like, I love it. He looks it's so awesome good. It's hair, so man. good. And it's so eye catching. It's the kind of haircut that players get. And then they, you look back on it and you're like, ever since he got this haircut, like he's been just like a baller. And hopefully that yeah, happens I, to Deli Ali. Yeah. I, he kind of looked like a, a nerdy little brat with his old haircut. And I now know. he's like, and now cool he looks like, and, he yeah. just, he looks so much more slick. Anyway, right. Let's, let's knock out these others. Serge Aurier. I think this is an interesting one. What would you do with him? I would keep him. He's mm. like 30. What? You're not going to get much from moving on from him. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like yeah. him. I yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Um, Eric Lamella. I'm surprised you even put this on. Move on. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. Eric Dyer. I can't believe you put this one on here as well. Move on, obviously. Yeah. Well, I know. I think. I think it's, it's terrible. I think. I no, no. I know. I know. I know that he's not. You know. 
not up to par but i i'm trying to you know if you were daniel levy what would you do do you think you get money for him like feasibly can you yeah. sell him like all these managers love him as well for some reason Mourinho loves him southgate loves him he keeps playing so there's something that you know um man i mean i think man that's a hard question because i, mean, I know. personally i hate him right but looking past my hatred for him, I don't know. I guess you could have worse options. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I think what 26. Yeah. He's pretty, he's, he's pretty, pretty young, young still. I think Dyer is strange, right? Because it's like you, you, like you just say, you could, you could have better options, but then I don't know. I feel like you have to shift him and his wages on to get someone else in anyway. Okay. The big hits is Harry Kane. Now, okay, so so ignore the fact that I don't think, I don't think they can sell him basically because I don't think anyone has any money to buy him, and Daniel Levy just just never budge. But would you sell him theoretically for a ton of money to to try and rebuild the squad, or do you have to keep like a generational goal scorer like Harry Kane to to be anything resembling like a serious club? Yeah, um, I mean, being. A, a supporter of a mid-table side or lower mid-table side. Mm. Um, you you kind of have to get used to if you have a player who has a breakout season and is like this super promising talent um, or yeah. like is already a superstar, th there's such a benefit of moving on, like moving that player on and you can improve several spots in your club. Um, yeah. But, you know, Spurs, it, I think it's kind of the mentality um, if Spurs don't think of themselves as like that top two can win the Premier League next season, um, then oh, I have to keep clear what I just said. If they don't think they can make top two, they should sell. If they don't think they, uh, if okay. they can make top two, they should keep, keep. Harry Kane. Yeah. That's a good um, take. But obviously, it's not Levy that's the uh decider in this situation well it kind of is oh yeah. Uh, yeah i feel like um, it is you can you know yeah you can keep your superstar at your club and have him be super pissed at you um but i think i think he'd take that gamble because i don't think harry kane is that is that kind of player right because he's so uh, well i guess i don't know you can still play if you're pissed but i feel like he's the kind of guy that would just put his head so i wanted to ask you quickly to wrap this up if you have any one in mind to be the next Spurs manager? Who 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 do they go in for? Yeah, this is a tough question because you know you if you're Spurs, you got Mourinho, the top available yeah. manager in, and it blew up in your face. Yeah. So if you look at the top managers available, you have Valverde. If you want to take on the shit show oh, that was yeah. that Barcelona side. You have Frank Lampard. Oh, God, you no. have Maurizio Sarri is still available. Yeah, he is. That's true. Lucien Favre. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. And then, you know, there's uh, Jardim. And then there's a drop-off, right? There's a drop-off. Yeah, there's a huge drop-off. Because then you're talking the likes of Eddie Howe or something crazy like that. Marco Silva is available. Oh, that's, Donga, that's... the old Brazil manager, he's <laughs> available. 
uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think There's it'll like, be it'll be difficult. I well, I mean, I think you have the the out of you know the out of work like old Juventus managers like Agnelli, not Agnelli, sorry. Um, that's kind of Juventus owner, yeah, uh, owner Allegri, like those those kind of managers too. Um. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think there's a manager currently without a club that is enticing enough um, yeah. for Spurs to go after. I have a feeling they're going to go after some young, promising manager currently contracted to a club. Interesting. Who that is, I don't know. Scott Parker. Steve Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Scott Parker would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. All right. Let's let's move on. Let's move on. What's next? Um, quickly talking about um, Sheffield United Palace. Um, it was the Ize show. Um, mm. They pretty easily put aside uh, a better Sheffield United side, but certainly no Sheffield United side that is really going to put up any sort of a fight between now and the end of the season. Mm. Um, there was City Chelsea. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about this. I didn't find it. Uh, it's not that interesting, right? It's pretty tip. It's pretty like predictable. Well, okay, the- Chelsea did win, so you know that's that's interesting. I think as like a precursor to to the Champions League final, I thought it was interesting that Pep rotated his squad. Both teams rotated, but Pep rotated the squad as if to try and put Tuchel off. Everyone knows what their full strength squad is now, right? It's a strikerless one. They they don't like their full strength squad is not playing this system with strikers and he he played uh, Aguero who obviously missed that penalty with a terrible Penenka. I I just want to know like what you know why is Pep doing this? What's the game? Why why would you not put out your full strength team to prep them them for for the final, especially against a team that you've lost to before this season? Uh, you know, and I think you could see how frustrated Pep was on the sidelines. Um, because you know the city side just weren't putting putting it to bed, and and now I feel like the I don't know the players that are actually going to play in that final are going into it without having faced the you know they had an opportunity to fit to, it's just it was like a practice and he just didn't play the team he was going to play I don't know I find it kind of strange. Yeah, I I mean they've got a while to go. Yeah, I don't know why you don't just start your full side. Exactly, you know, right? It's like, what are you doing? Injury? What? What really? Is yeah, the risk? It, it, exactly. It just, just rest them in the next game. But anyway, I mean, City fans probably annoyed that they didn't clinch it then, but obviously they won the title today. We should mention because United lost to Leicester. Um, Pep calling it the hardest title he's ever won, and yeah, I guess you know, life goes on. Yeah, you win the league, kind of thing. Yeah, there was also a uh, you know pretty routine Liverpool two nil over Southampton. Hmm. Uh, not, not Nothing a ton report really. Uh, well, I wanted to say Thiago that. scored first yeah, goal contribution. First goal, yeah, Thiago did score. I wanted to say that it's still crazy looking at the lineup and seeing the kind of centre back partnerships Liverpool are forced to put out. Reese Williams and and Phillips as a I mean like it doesn't exactly inspire fear, does it? It's it's kind of crazy compared to to what they used to put out like even you know even Lovren who was like not very good but at least he was like Joel a bastard or Joel Matip and you know or like you know obviously Van Dyke and then Gomez beside him just you know just seeing that was you know well not I mean I don't know it still kind of shocks me 
Um, um, yeah, I don't know. I, real quick, um, the question I had was, I think we already talked about like moving on Firmino, but it, I, I wanted to, if you had to sell one of Mane or Salah, who would you? And I'll, I'll, I was inspired, this question is inspired by Salah's just persistent like selfishness. And I really feel that Mohamed Salah, obviously like him and Mane have this bad relationship off the field. Uh, there's been allusions to it. They keep it pretty quiet, but like it's pretty obvious. And, you know, in, in the 18th minute, like if Salah just squares it to Mane, and I know he got the assist for Mane's goal, but if Salah just squares it to Mane, it's a goal in the 18th minute. I feel like Salah has fallen out of favor with football fans over the past year and a bit as his sort of like selfish streak has come to the, to the fore more because everyone used to love him because he says all the right things off the, you know, off the pitch and you know, I guess like it gave pretty affable interviews. But yeah, I don't know. Who would you sell, Mane or Salah? Because A, I think something needs changing in that front three anyway. And B, they don't like each other. So, you know. Yeah. Um, I This is kind of a good, you know, talking point because today Mane gave an interview where he was very candid about how hard this season has been for him and how he... Yeah, he did, yeah. Really- he understands it's the worst season he's ever had, um, mm. and it, he feels like crap about it. Yeah. Um, but what I thought was sad. interesting was the reaction to it. Uh, I saw one, you know, like a viral Liverpool supporter tweet, um, and they were like, and this is like a viral, so, you know, tons of people are sharing this tweet. Uh, mm. It said something along the lines of, uh, any Liverpool supporter who slates Mane for having one down season is a disgrace to Liverpool. Mm. Uh, people talk about how much they love uh, Suarez, how much they love yeah. Coutinho, blah, 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 blah. Mane has given more to Liverpool than any of those players ever did. Um, mm. Which is interesting because I didn't think he was like that loved. Like he was considered that much of a legend yeah. for them. I mean, he was so good um, last season, right? He ba- he delivered them that title, I reckon. Maybe that's why. Yeah. I mean, if I'm forced to sell one or the other... Yeah. I mean, like, I like Mane more than I like Salah. Um, mm. But, Salah, I mean... 20 both, goals this season. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, they're unreal players. Yeah. I I think it's a bad decision, no matter which one you pick to sell. So. Yeah, well, I don't think they'll sell either, right? Right, definitely not. By the fact that all those seeing play Europa League football would be kind of depressing. Um, yeah, all right, cool. I, yeah, I don't have much to say on the match, to be honest. Good, good, yep. yeah, good money header. Nothing. Yeah. Um, all right. There was a 2 1 Wolves win over Brighton, um, which uh, started with uh, England's best defender, uh, <laughs> Lewis Dunk, scoring in the 13th minute. Mm hmm. Uh, then he was immediately sent off uh, yeah. a few minutes later for, you know, yanking you down Silva. Um, it's not the best professional foul, but, you know, you got to yeah. do what you got to do. Um, and then as soon as uh, Brighton went down to 10 men, Wolves just absolutely dominated this match. Um, and it was capped off by Morgan Gibbs-White scoring the game winner in the 90th yeah. minute. Uh, his first Premier League goal, um, and most importantly, after he had missed a 
like an yeah, open goal sitter five yeah. minutes earlier. So good for him, you know. Good Swansea boy uh, gets his, you know, vindication. So that's it. Um, I would say Brighton, you know, slipping down towards relegation, but none of that matters anymore. Um, with was it today's match or yesterday's match? It was yesterday's match. Yeah. Which uh, settled all the relegation spots. Yes. Do you want to talk about Man U Villa? Uh, not that invested, to be honest with you. Um, Greenwood, I think he's six and six now. He scored again today, I think. Um, yeah. Cavani. Man. Yeah, he signed a renewal till 2022 after much sort of like, I mean, about a month ago, it sort of seemed that he was unhappy in manchester because obviously it's manchester couldn't yeah, do anything right say, doesn't speak the language very well um but apparently i i heard that all this stuff that's coming out of his camp is that since um lockdown is eased in in england he's just had a much nicer time of it which makes sense because how depressing is it to just be doing nothing in manchester um i heard a funny anecdote that he's found this like steak house or something uh, that's really nice. Although I thought he was vegetarian, so that doesn't make any sense to me. But um, yeah, I, I had a couple of questions, but it's not that interesting. You know, sort of where do United invest? I think I think just renewing Cavani signals to me that they won't go after a striker and will go elsewhere. But to my mind, they should go all out for someone like Rafael Varane or something, who's I think coming toward the end of his contract at Real Madrid. But instead, I think they'll probably try and go for like Jaden Sancho. And then you have this thing where it's like, well, if they believe in Mason Greenwood so much, I don't think Mason Greenwood is anywhere near ready playing central striker for United. So, but then like, what does Greenwood do? Because Sancho obviously occupies that right wing. Kind of, you know, what, yeah. what's going on there? And I don't trust United to make the correct decisions because they're just terribly run. But not that interesting. We can get onto in, into that over the summer pods, I think. Yeah, yeah, let's definitely get into it over the summer. Yeah. Um, my final talking point on uh, Villa Man U, uh, this saw Ollie Watkins sent off for uh, simulation, oh, yeah. which was amazing. Mm. I adore that. I had um, a take that someone said, which I don't really agree with. I had to take the, uh, and it was an ex player saying i think ollie Wat said i think ollie watkins was expecting a heavy challenge and had like you know like the euros in mind and was like i can't get injured so i'm gonna like do this weird you know like pull out of it kind of go to the ground kind of thing which is you know it's kind of a take decisions which is just part of the game um everton west ham i guess we kind of have to talk about this um west ham i wouldn't say slumped to a one nil defeat but it was pretty disappointing um obviously still missing especially some of our... yeah, yeah especially in the Everton. first half west ham were very disappointing yeah i think in the first half i think probably ancelotti's just sort of like tactically outsmarted Moyes. it wasn't working in the in the first half with lanzini playing in this deep role and we 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 were sort of getting pushed back and then trying to go through our fullbacks who weren't really doing the business and Diop, who my dad like has taken a suit like a serious dislike to, which I think is harsh because he's like twenty four, um, is just not great in a back two. Uh, he needs to be in a back three 
in a back four, sorry. He needs to be in a back three. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the only goal was scored by Dominic Calvert-Lewin with a Ben Godfrey pass. It was simple, but very effective. It was a good pass, um, just sort of through the lines. And um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin sort of uncharacteristically kind of like slotted it away, not not a bullet header. Um, not not a ton, not, not a great amount that Dawson could have done. At least Dawson didn't have a terrible game because ever since he signed a contract like with us on a permanent, he's been bad. Um, ben Rama was good once again, still showing slight naivety on the ball. But he almost scored um, with a diving header right before halftime. I thought it was in. It would have been nice. I hope he breaks his duck soon. Um, I think we hit the post a couple of times through so foul. Um, Bowen sort of snatched at a chance. But yeah, all in all, it, it it was it was sort of characteristic of a, a performance characteristic of a side that just can't quite get over the line, I think, which makes sense because it's West Ham um, and we don't really have the players to to mount an actual top four challenge. We're doing this incredible job this season, so so I think at this point it's it's about just we have the easiest run to be fair of of any team up there, um, but I think at this point it's about just doing the basics right and picking up as many points as we can and just seeing where we end. Moy um, said recently that he'd be disappointed if we didn't get European football. And I, I think I think everyone would be. Although I do think that if we didn't get Europa League, it would do wonders for our season next year. But um, yeah, I can't say I'm like too crazily disappointed in this because everything everything right now is a free hit for us. Um, but yeah, on to the next, I guess. Well, it's against Brighton, which is our bogey team. So I'm assuming we'll lose that. But But there you go. Yeah, I don't have much to say. Nah, um, it was kind of it, it. It wasn't going to be that day for you. No. Um, there was also Arsenal West Brom. Um, neither side really having anything to play with, uh, nope. or anything to play for. Um, this is much like the Leeds Spurs match. Um, the goal line, blah, 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 score line is uh, quite flattering. Uh, most importantly. West Brom nearly equalized when it was 2-1, um, and then Arsenal went up the other side, got a free kick, and Willian scored the free kick to make it 3-1, right and then the West Brom too. was out of it. Yeah. Um, so, as like as much as this looks like a good win for Arsenal um, on paper, uh, it was really close. Um, yeah. And, you know, the biggest talking point is this Big Sam's first ever relegation, which yeah. I think has at least... It won't be. He won't. He'll stop getting jobs just because he yeah, never he, gets relegated. Yeah. You know, uh, he, I sorry. However, I actually think he's kind of underrated as a manager. Um, yeah, there's a I, method to his madness. Oh, oh, of course. I mean, the people forget it's because it's because of his personality. People forget that. I mean, back in back in the day, he was pretty cutting edge with the. He helped like with Wenger bring in a lot of like the sports science stuff into football he's very he's big into that and i think you know he he is effective and he has a good record i i just think with with sam allardyce i was i've been put off by him because i think he's treated this west brom job as if it's like totally beneath him um which is bizarre to me and just kind of disrespectful this whole time he just like you know it's like nothing is on him sort of just grumbling about the players openly in press conferences and just or the, his whole demeanor is, is one that was I thought quite arrogant and you know when questions of his future are brought up he's sort of like 
uh, it's 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 as if like they have to beg him to stay kind of thing and i don't know i, I just didn't love it i was like why did you take the job if you're gonna act like this uh, it's because he's trying to wash his hands of of the relegation right it's like well you know i couldn't really do anything about this but if you look at the the backing he received in january you know i i don't know i i it just kind of put me off but yeah west brom get relegated i think this is the earliest that all three teams are confirmed relegated with fulham also going down and um yeah arsenal uh remain mediocre which is fine by me yeah um I don't know how much you want to talk about the Monday and Tuesday fixtures. Um, nah, we that's okay. only have the yeah we only have the chance to talk about them because we're recording super yeah, late. Recording so um, late yeah. But I'll just say the scores: Fulham was beaten two nil by Burnley, confirming yeah. their relegation. Southampton beat Palace three one. Uh, I didn't even know this match was happening. I looked at my computer. I had it in the background. Like two hours it, was, ago. it was a good match, actually. Good match. I looked at my computer two hours ago and so I was in the 70th minute and I was like, oh, I didn't even know they were playing today. Yeah. Um, and Danny Leicester Ings. limped uh, over the line with yeah. a 2-1 win against over a Manchester United. Incredibly weak. Yeah. Like, United played Amar Diallo and this guy called, like, Elanga or something up top. And, like, Twan Zabe at the back and Matic and Donny van der Beek, who, by the way, Donny van der Beek, I don't know what the hell has happened to that guy, but he just looks so dreadful every time he plays for United. It's as if, like, his positional sense, I don't know what Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is doing, like, where he's playing him or what's going on, but Donny van der Beek is, like, all he does is in no man's land. He's, like, just trying to, he's, like, presses and then someone just passes right past him and then he turns around. And it's like, he's just like out of, he's just been passed out the play. That's, I swear to God, that's all he does. It's, it's the bizarrest. Sorry if there's a weird jump or something. Our recording software decided to go to sleep again. Um, so you were just talking about how Donny van de Beek was very disappointing um, and how Manchester United rolled out uh, an extremely weak lineup. Um, and that's yeah. pretty much it. You didn't miss anything. Nope super important or untalked about but uh we're gonna do some predictions hopefully i will you know retake my lead ready oscar i sure am let me just put my mic down all right newcastle okay starting with yeah yeah, newcastle man city this will probably be a dead rubber right see this is the thing now everything is going to get very boring uh i'll go i mean i just can't really see you doing a 2-1 to City I don't know I don't even know at this point honestly I'll go 2-0 um it's just Newcastle have nothing to play for and no one has anything to play for basically um Burnley leads uh I feel like this might be like a bizarre match where it's like 1-1 or something my heart wants to say like a Burnley win. This is like one of those mat those times Burnley pulls out the yeah. two nil. They might. And they've been playing well recently. You know what? I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna listen to my heart. Two nil Burnley. Uh Southampton Fulham. I think Fulham will be sad. I don't know. Sometimes we see a bounce when that when teams get relegated. But Southampton are playing for a lot more pride at this point. I think I'll go two nil Southampton. Yeah. Um, I'll go 2-1 Southampton. I, mm. As much as I want to believe 
that Fulham will like try to end on a high note despite being relegated. I just yeah. don't think it's going to happen. Um, Brighton, West Ham. We will lose to them because we always do. Um, but I will go 1-1. I was going to say, I, I was like, are you actually going to predict a West Ham loss? I never do. But don't worry, I'll do it for you. Thank you. That's a very good prediction uh, because we always lose to them. So 2-0 Brighton. Yeah. Crystal Palace Villa. Um, this will be a bad game, probably. Um, but I'll go. You know what? I'll go against what I just said and say like a 3-1 Villa victory. I think it'll be 1-1. You know, hmm. win in doubt, predict a 1-1 draw. Nice. Tottenham Wolves. Um, this is one of those games that could either be absolutely insanely bad or quite good. I'm tempted to go for nil-nil, but I'm not going to. And instead, I will go for Tottenham win. How about we go 2-1? Good prediction. Um, you know, yeah, I'm going to back Tottenham 2-0. Yeah. Ryan Mason, masterclass. Nice. West Brom, Liverpool, newly relegated West Brom, Champions League chasing Liverpool. I reckon that, well, Liverpool just, they have to win. So I'll back them to do it. And, you know, yeah, I think I'll go a 2-0 victory to Liverpool away from home. I'll one-up you, 3-0 victory for Liverpool. Next up is Everton, Sheffield. Everton obviously just beating us. Sheffield are insanely bad i'll go for a another one nil everton win maybe um maybe another two nil i'll go both merseyside teams to win two nil i feel like i'm predicting all the same winners as you um mm. i'll go three one everton chelsea arsenal um oh my god arsenal are terrible but chelsea are playing a lot of the games right surely can't back an arsenal win against them i'll go one nil chelsea I'll go 1-1. One, one. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Maybe slight rotation then, by Chelsea. And... Yeah. So th we're doing this slightly out of order. So this Villa-Everton game is actually coming up this week, I think. Um, and so, so let's not pay attention to the two previous fixtures. So there's no form going into this in my hypothetical world. And I will go for a... Oh, God. Um... I have no idea. Damn. A weird I'll go two... first then. Yeah, okay, go, go. A 2-1 win for Everton. Okay, I'll go 2-1 win for Villa. Why not? Okay, fair. And then finally, Man U Liverpool, uh, easiest in the world. That's going to be nil-nil. Yeah, that's a, a good shout. Um, but you know what? I'll go 1-0 Liverpool. Oh, I like that. I, like I need that. points, man. So You do? Yeah, you do. It's true. Coming toward the end. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I guess um, m mostly just nothing riding on this these fixtures really. So let's move on to the, the five questions. Much more exciting. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> um. Okay. As always, for my first question, I will ask you about where a wonder kid is. Although the the term wonder kid is oh. a little questionable for this player okay um because actually that's not true because at his first club he was really 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 highly touted and then 
Okay. He would go on to not to kind of pitter out quite quickly. Okay. Um, this player, he is Germany born. Um, nice. Although he is not a he, his both of his parents are not German, uh, and he himself identifies as Greek. Greek. Um, huh. He is. He started, he was at MSB Dweisberg, um, which is, you know, a smaller German side club uh, with mm -hmm. probably the best badge and the best kits in all of Germany. Which is uh, thankful because they have some good ones. Sorry. Yeah. He then moved on to Borussia Mönchengladbach, uh, oh. where he was very, very highly touted. Um, mm. This was 2006. He then would join Olympiacos before, mm. you know, this is where I'm, I'm starting to do teams and going through their highest transfers and looking for these wonder kids. Ooh, he is okay. the sixth highest transfer in Fulham history. Wow. When they purchased him for 16.7 million in 2013. Whoa, that's high for them. Wow. He made three appearances for them. Wow. Uh, he then joined Benfica, where he was very, very good. He joined Marseille, or Marseille, where he was okay. Um, and he is now at this club. Can you tell me where one Kostas Mitroglou is? Oh, Kostas Mitroglou. I didn't know he was born in Germany. That's cool. I think I, I think he's back in the Super League, right? But he's not Yes, at... can you tell me what club? I think I can, you know. I think... It is. It begins with an A, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Aris. That's what it is. Yep. Aris Thessaloniki. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How's he doing there? Uh, that's a good question. Um, eight appearances, two goals. Not great. Not great. Oh well. Yeah. I, oh, I didn't yeah. know he well, he was um, born. He was like German. Uh, youth career that's that's interesting yeah he is there, there's something uh don't people hate him yeah yeah i'm pretty sure like there's something where it's like all his coaches like just think he's a dick or something or something right yeah he there's very little about his personal life mm on his wikipedia page i'm sure i could find i'm sure i remember something about like, him yeah something or maybe maybe that's harsh maybe it's like i don't know i feel like maybe he, when he was younger he he was one of those guys that was just just kind of a shitty dude but yeah metroglu he's still uh not that ancient right he's like mid early oh 40. What yeah did he do? i think i think his problem was he was never in shape and that's why that's yeah okay yeah that's him. what it is that's what it is he was never he's never in shape that's the thing yeah like he would like, come oh, back yeah from the off season like super out of shape just super out of shape yeah weird and he's yeah. a big boy so mm. i can see it okay yeah uh do you want to give what do you think of him i think he's had a fine Petroglu, uh, i mean in england he's ridiculed for that Fulham move right i don't really have any opinions on him um he was like always I, at one point he was pretty high rated on fifa but he had a terrible card because he's like slow 
but you know i guess you know I, I, as with i feel like a, a fair few of these uh peaked too early superstars that you come up with are in the greek league so you know i guess he's just kicking it back in, in greece not the worst place in the world if you're exactly you the, the problem is getting your club to actually pay you yeah that was well, uh, i guess but probably doesn't need it so chilling okay I've got some themed questions for you, as I've been doing recently, and nice. I think this might be my best one yet. You, you are, yeah, you're a wizard with this stuff, so I'm excited. Um, I'm like born to be a game show host, so yeah. I'll uh, clearly, you know. Okay, are you familiar with the game Fuck Mary Kill? I am, indeed. So, uh, this is a version of that game called. Uh, loan in, buy oh, permanently, brilliant. and release. Nice. Um, which, not sure how... That would imply that two of them are not at your club and one of them is, but don't think about it too hard. Um, basically, you have to pick one that okay. you would commit to oh, well. long-term. So say that to me again. Loan out. Okay. Loan out, buy permanently, and release. So, like, one you commit to short-term, one you commit to long-term, and the other one you get out of your club. Um, or think about it like uh, all these players are at your club. Yeah. One has an expiring deal. One you extend for a long term, and one you just and one release. One you loan out. Oh, and one you release. Okay. That's okay. Good. So my first three players are mm-hmm. Leander Dendonker, Oh yeah. Yuri Tilemon, and Tomas Suchek. Oh, that's a great trio. Dendonker, Tilemon, and Suchek. Um. Oh, you've you've thrown in Soshek, and I can't be rational about him. Okay, my, the rational part of me, right, goes. I mean, okay, in both scenarios, sell sell Dendonka, who's good, but you know, uh, oh, but now it's probably still. You probably should sell Soshek. I uh, no, I okay, no, sell sell Dendonka. Um, loan out Tielemans and keep Soshek is the heart. The brain says sell Dendonka, loan out Socek, and extend Tielemans because Tielemans is the, the most talented of those three by far. Agree? Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, my next trio. Yeah. Alan St. Maximin, mm-hmm. Rafinha, and Pedro Neto. And Pedro Neto. Oh, that's hard, Blake. Alan San Maximan, Rafinha, and Pedro Neto. Oh, man. Pedro Neto. Pedro Neto, I think, is going to do big things, you know. Big, big things. Okay, I think I'd have to keep Pedro Neto just because he's the youngest, and I, I, think, I think he could be a superstar. Um, which these other two could be as well, but he he's he's got like what four years on both of them, or something. Um, it's it's a complete toss up between Alan San Maximan and Rafinha. Uh, man, I I I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. I wouldn't want to get rid of either of those guys. Um, so I'll go. I'll I'll cheat and go on who I think I would get more money for, and so I would. 
sell ASM and loan out Rafinha because I think yeah. ASM gets you more money. But it's I do not want to get rid of any of those players because they're all very good. What would you do? Yeah. Uh, obviously biased long term. Well, yeah. Balance it maximum. Obviously. Um, yeah. Um, and then, you know, loan out Pedro Neto and sure. release Rafinha. Okay. Um, okay. And then my final trio. Uh, I love this. Kind this of. Yeah. Well, let's see how much you love this one. No. Uh, Lewis Dunk, James yeah. Tarkovsky, and Tarkovsky. Connor Cody. Oh, that's easy. Dunk, fuck off. Ben off Dunk. Tarkovsky, I would loan out. He's old. And Cody, I would extend. Easy money. All right. You're just fucking off the best player of that trio. I hate, but... I hate Lewis Dunk. I hate him. I hate him with all my heart. So Fair enough. Do you know, is he the brother of the Cambridge United Harrison Dunk? Have we talked so, about though. this? They look... Kind of similar. Uh, don't think so. Nah. I don't, yeah. I don't Quick Google know. says no. I love uh, Harrison Dunk because he's a left back who wears the number 11. Uh, what a guy. Class. What a baller move. Uh, Plus, you know, Cambridge United uh, Yeah, just got promoted. So shout out Cambridge. They did. Oh, yeah. They kind of do look similar. Um, doesn't Zinchenko do something? He wears a number 11, right? Yes. Cool. Um, okay. Uh, my last question is not related to that. It is my my question with no correct answer. Oh, nice. Um, uh, how into hip-hop are you? Fairly. I mean, not dedicated, but I do enjoy discovering new artists and have a few that I listen to. Uh, are you aware that J. Cole, J. Cole recently yeah. signed for a, with for the a Rwandan yeah. basketball? Yep, in the ABL. ABL, um, that's what it is. Just, Thank you. Yep, just because he can. Um, yeah. He's like, you know what? I'm rich. I want to yeah. play professional basketball. I'm going to Rwanda. Um, J. Cole if is you the were s- character. <laughs> yeah. If you were super rich, uh, you know, Oscar Saywell, yeah. rapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. And you decided to join any club, any club. in the world just mm. because you could. Yeah. What is the best team you could join without being an absolute waste on the pitch? So, like, oh, obviously no West Ham. Oh, the best team I could join without being an absolute waste on the pitch. Like, actually, realistically, it would have to be, like, a Sunday league team. But let's go, like... Let's let's be a let's be a bit more romantic, and I'll go like. We'll we'll make our way up to like I don't know Wrexham, like national league, but no, okay. I mean, it depends on how serious you want me to be because I am not a good footballer. I do not have the 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 fitness to play football. Um, yeah, but so here's the thing: I have no idea. Yeah, he's not going to be very good for them. He's going to no. be one of their worst players. I mean, he's a very arrogant so, man, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I hate J. Cole the person. Yeah, I also um, don't like J. Cole. Sorry. Yeah, sidetracked. So it's just, it's such an interesting concept to think of. Um, I know, it is. It's strange, right? Like, one, 
you don't know quite how good of a player you are because that's true what if what if you know what if i'm just very good yeah what if you found a system that worked for you um true and you're okay um and if john joe shelby can get paid eighty thousand a week to uh pass the ball backwards i think you're more than qualified um i mean like obviously it'd be like in the seventh or eighth tier um, okay um where you can start making backwards passes without do, looking like a fool i'll do like a hashtag united then you know that team like you know those kind of youtube teams that are like yeah sort of it's funny that you're talking about making in money and yeah exactly Jay cool to yeah. the manager of uh spencer united yeah fc or yeah. whatever west ham fan he is a west ham fan yeah 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 um spencer owen i think his name is um yeah they they like re- rake in money and are like probably gonna make their way up the non-league leagues um yeah they yeah. i watched um a video of them playing in the fa cup uh and i think they yeah. beat some no they they went like, through a couple rounds South yeah they went through a couple rounds i know they're very serious about like they're better you know they're more serious or like better run than all the other sort of uh youtube teams out there i think they actually have like an actual recruiting model and a, and a backer. So I guess we'll see. Um, I would want to join Gateshead United. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's in Gateshead near Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, managed by Mike Williamson. Oh yeah. Newcastle legend. Really? Uh, That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's a, a decent manager for them, I think. Hmm. So, didn't he finish his career um, then? I think he did, right? At Gateshead? Yeah. I think he did. He yeah, yeah. might technically still play for them. I don't know if oh, he is like... Like player manager? He's like... He, I think he can play. I okay, don't know like if yeah. he does. That makes sense. Um, cool. But, you know, we all dream about playing professional we do football. We all do. If I had the money... Like, what would Gateshead, you know, they don't have any money. What would stop them from if I was like, hey, get, I'm going to be part of your 25 man squad and I'll give you six million dollars per year? Gateshead will be like, okay, that's more than worth it. No, um, yep. So, like, sure. if I was rich as fuck, that's what you do. I'd if you was rich make as fuck, a fool of myself friends anymore, right? Because you know, fuck rich people, but there we go. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll stop the pod. I'll, yeah. st- I'll start a entrepreneur Buy podcast. Out yeah. yeah, you would have oh, picked well. you early, I guess, right? And I'd have yeah. to shun you. But anyway, all right. This was, as always, a great pod, and we're running out of pods, Blake. This is come on, wow. We have to start planning for guests and special episodes soon. Crazy. Yes. Uh, well, it's a good thing Arsenal starts with an A, and we have a plethora of Arsenal yes. supporters that we know. We do, don't so. we? That's that's very true. With that being said, this has been episode 25 right, of the Peaked yeah. Too Early podcast. If this podcast were a person, they would no longer qualify for the being sure. a wonder kid. They're oh, too mind. old. Yeah, uh, that's true. That's the true. start of way the too old. Way too old to be a wonder kid. Oh, I'd say, no, because uh, best young player, you have to be 20. You have to turn 23? 24 in the season. That's way too old. 
players the, nowadays, yeah. you're a wonder kid when you're 17 and by 20, like you, you're washed up if you don't have a hundred appearances for your club. So come on. Yep. Come on. Uh, speaking about washed up, uh, follow me on Twitter uh, <laughs> at B Munch. Follow Oscar on Twitter at O H S C U H. Email the pod at peaked the number two early podcast at gmail.com. And listen back next week. Take care. Toodaloo. I'm standing.